This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, this week we're doing a tshuva from 5741. It's dated Chaf Sevan Tavshin Mem Aleph, and it's a tshuva written to Rav Shimon Eider uh, in, in uh, response to several questions he asked before preparing his English sefer on Hilchos Nida. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the concept of Esher Livore and then the anomalous case we dealt with in the previous episode and explain how this week's case represents the inverse of that episode. It's a little bit more complicated than many of the cases we've dealt before, uh, so please stay with me. And I want to acknowledge up front the limits of my analysis because there are issues being addressed here that require more Bikiyas than I have. So here's the basic outline. Um... Eshelivuri, meaning that it's possible to determine, shows up uh, ordinarily in, circu- uh, in circumstances where we would say that the evidence you have is sufficient to create a heter. Um, so in cases of Yisurim Deiraisa, that usually means that the evidence you have is sufficient to lower the odds uh, that something is usher to below what's called a miyut hamatsoi, whatever percentage you want to assign to miyut hamatsoi. So it's not only rov, it's an overwhelming rov. And when it gets to the point where it's so overwhelming a rov that, it's the, that you really don't even have to cons- ordinarily consider the possibility of the uh, minority cases, so then we say, well, if there's a way in which you can verify it even further, then you have an obligation to do so. But if there were no way to verify it further, then you're allowed to act. And then we saw that... Um, that the duty to verify it further can be um, waived in all sorts of cases uh, for fairly minor reasons. Now, a question we haven't really addressed so far much, we addressed it in passing in the, the question, of, I think, of uh, toveling um, non, um, non-metal objects, is the standard for Deoraisa is below Mir HaMotzei. What's the standard for Drabanan, since normally we hold that means even um, even if the odds are only 50-50 for a Durabanan, for a let alone if you have a Rov, is Mutter. So maybe the issue of Esher kicks in at anything um, once the odds are once the odds of Iser are 50% or lower. Um, so that's one possibility to talk about. The um, Okay. Now last week, we talked about an anomalous case in which Rav Moshe said that even after you have done all the verification that is possible and you've proven your case, that's still not enough for Heter because other people won't have access to the same evidence or won't see the same evidence, and therefore you're going to act in a way which misleads other people. That was his argument about the Flatbush Air and whether there are 600,000 um, people uh, in every area uh, of Brooklyn that's the size of the Machna Israel in the desert. Uh, he said, so even if you can prove it to your own satisfaction, since common sense says that there should be uh, there, sh- there should be more people in uh, in that area of Brooklyn because the buildings are taller than they were in the Midbar, therefore you still can't act because you'll be misleading people into thinking that the area is valid even when it meets the standard of 600,000 people in every section. This week we're going to talk about the inverse situation, which is 
what happens if you can't verify the situation, but somebody else in the same position as you could? In other words, the reason you can't verify it is not because there's information that is not currently accessible, but because you you lack the capacity to properly utilize that data. Um, this Rav Moshe calls a suffix machmos chesronidia, a doubt that arises out of a lack of your knowledge. Now, again, all sveikos are obviously, to some sense, a, a lack of knowledge, but it means that you lack the kind of knowledge that is necessary to um, to 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 um, to get all the evidence uh, necessary in this in in this situation, um, and it sounds like that uh, this applies even if only experts could have that information. It doesn't mean, right, even though we'll see that, that the Shach uses language of Das Shote Muse, it doesn't sound like the standard is something that any ordinary person could verify, but rather the standard is uh, if you are, if it's just that you do not have information, do not have knowledge as opposed to information. You don't have knowledge, you don't have, you don't have intellectual skills that are necessary to, or physical skills that are necessary to evaluate this. Actually, we don't really know whether physical skills are the same as intellectual skills. So let's say you don't have the intellectual skills necessary to evaluate the situation. And so long as there is somebody in the world who does, that probably still counts as a suffix. Though one could see setting a standard somewhere between there that it has to be that X percentage, maybe Amir Hamatsui, of uh, people have the capacity to verify it. So here's the specific situation. Uh, you have a, a, a what he calls a kesem, there is a stain on a woman's clothing. You don't know whether this is blood or a blood colored dye. So now he says that in the time of the Gemara and even through the Gonim, there was a test, which was there were seven uh, chemicals that you could uh, subject the stain to, and if it didn't fade under those seven chemicals, uh, then you knew that it was a, uh, a color-fast dye, and if it faded, then it, uh, then it was blood. However, he says, nowadays we can't run those tests because we cannot properly identify uh, some of the chemicals. This is already stated by the Mechaber in Simen Kuftzadi Sif Lamed Aleph. Um, but the Mechaber says we can't run the test, but he doesn't tell you, he says, whether the outcome of that is mutter or aser. Um, he says the Torah Sashlamim, which is uh, safer by the, by the Shavuz Yaakov, Rav Yaakov Reicher, says that the logical plus, that what seems to him correct, is, look, you ha- uh, based on all the evidence we have, a Ksamim are, dura- Ksamim are only, right, stains are only Durabanan, and there's no way to verify it. It's not extra livery. So it's a suffix drabanan, you've done everything you can, so it should be mutter. Uh, but the Torah Shlamim says that the Lavush is Machmir, and here's the language the Lavush is even though it's a suffix drabanan, um Shus so because of the suffix where we could in fact determine what the truth is, uh the lowest lean on the Kula field Rabbanan is in in a in a suffix right in a suffix Rabbanan then you don't go Lakula when it's after Livuri. Okay, so now Rav Moshe says, it's very odd to call this the case of Esher Levara, because how are you supposed to be a virate? We don't know what the dyes are, so there's nobody nowadays who could use the Gemara and Gonim's test um, to verify it. And therefore he says that the Levush gives a rationale for this, that um, that it sounds like it's maybe it's a zilusa drabanan because they established something as a suffix and you're ignoring it. The answer is no, you're not ignoring it. It's just not possible. Um, 
Right, so Moshe says it seems to him that um, right that all the rationales, all the rationales you give um, for not right for this being a sephik machmas chisron yudia don't apply. They all depend on there actually being someone in the world, at least one person in the world, who could adequately verify it, and that right. And this is not such a case, but the. The, the truth is that uh, the Vush says we should be machmir, and the Torah Shlom explains why, and the Rukhi Vegar says the um, says the same thing. But right, so at this point, look, you know, the the svara, as the Torah Shlom said, says we should be makil and consider this a, a, a real suffix, which is eshrulivurel, and not a suffix machmas chesronidia. But he says, look, the Torah Shlomim concedes to the Levush, and Rekhi Eger supports the Levush. But then he says, But the Avram is a response, And certainly the Avram is correct, and the Levush is, uh, is incorrect. And the Torah Shlomim was just trying to do a limit schus for the Levush. He didn't really, um, he didn't really mean it. Um, now he's the now he, he brings us to the underlying um, intellectual point. He says, "Hang on a sec. Where do where do the Torah Shlamim and the and Eger and maybe the Lefush get this idea that there is a category called Safek Machmas Chesron So the answer is, they get it from Shach in Yerodei Tzadi Chet Siv Gimel's on the Shach is Siv Katan Tet, where we say that if Iser um, Accidentally is uh, accidentally is spilled into heter, um, and you don't know how much it is. So that's a suffix derabanan. But if it gets mixed into it and just you lost track of how much there was, um, or right, we don't know how much came out of it, then the um, right that right then it's even an Esther, even an iser derabanan, even though the, it's a suffix derabanan. If, but if the is even though the iser was and was only aser drabanan, but that kind of suffix, the shach says that we are not not here because um, right, because an expert could figure out exactly how much iser it was. It's just you who is in um, who is incapable of um, of figuring it out. So Moshe says, yeah, that's it, so long as there is an expert capable of figuring it out. But if the only way an expert could figure out how much Isra there was in the mixture um, was by have it, by means of a technology that is lost to us and no one knows how to achieve how to restore that technology, that would also be Mutra Drabalan. Um, but his formulation is but since if there were an expert in the same situation as you, they would be able to measure the amount of Isser. Uh, and if you achieve that level of expertise, you would also be able to determine uh, exactly how much Isser was in the mixture. So it feels like there's um, right, you fundamentally don't know what this mixture is, and it's your fault. There's knowledge you're lacking, um, right? Because somebody else in the same situation would know uh, how much there was. Um, okay, Ramosh is trying to make a very lumdish chiluk here, um, but he's sort of wavering between the very lumdish chiluk that it depends whether 
it's a you know there's something that you don't know about the chefs or something external uh, or something external to it or whether the isser pre-exists or didn't pre-exist um, right it's just some him the whole isser is created by um, by the rabbanan maybe this, it depends then whether it's whether the reason this is us or rabbanan is because it's a deraisa that where there's already a suffix. Um, or whether it's uh, or whether it's a rabbanon himself, but at the end, Moshe settles on the fairly, I think, um, a common sense notion that um, that a uh, that uh, that if you if there's no possibility for anyone in the world to to currently access the uh, the information, then that is in, that is the what we call a suffix gf shalivure, and you can act. Um, but as so long as someone else is available, then um, if someone else could conceivably make the distinction. Um, then it's not a something machmos chisarnidia. Now everyone uh, say takes this back to the shach for developing the category, um, and here's the language of the shach. So he gives you two cases. He says, "What if the isters nisarei better? Shall kol panim bikim under sheish barov? We can just look at it and say, well, I, I understand that there's rov heter." We just don't know if there's enough to get to the point of um, of um, of sixty to one. Right, so all, all these ways in which it becomes rabban. We don't um, we don't decide on the side of leadiness. But Tom, as we said, he learns he has a riot from this from the case of the utter. Vatam poskim. So the Shach's formulation is the suffix hatoli idea lo mikri suffix, a suffix which really is not intrinsically a suffix, but only a suffix because of your lack of knowledge, uh, is not called a suffix at all. Uh, it's not a doubt. It's a situ- it's, a, it's a situation that hasn't been clarified. The das shotim right? So it's very strong language. If really you're 99.99% of the people in the world are shotim, but it sounds like that's his logic. Um, okay. Um, it says in the Ron wrote that that's because um, the Ron thinks it's really a narrower case dealing with Isser and Heter, which is that if we allow people to be makeable just because they can't figure it out, so then everyone's going to be everyone's going to be lazy, everyone's going to say we never know, all right, so the Ron has very practical reasons we shouldn't uh, we shouldn't do this, but that's not the the position of the Shachar's influence. The position of Shachar's influence is this uh, notion that it depends on whether it's a failure in you, uh, right? It's a subjective inability to verify to um, to determine to determine the the truth of a situation that you're in doubt about, or whether it's an objective thing, right? Nobody could um, could verify it. Uh, so the point, um, right, so, um, so Moshe, um, seems, says that, right, you could say, well, it was a test case. What happens if theoretically somebody could verify it? Just the information that they need to verify it has been lost. So you could say, well, somebody will, will resurrect it in the time of Mashiach. Um, they could figure it out themselves. It's not really, it's not an intrinsic suffix, it's just an objective suffix. I guess we could say that, right? It's right. The situation is not unverifiable. The situation is just not verifiable by any presently living humans. Rav Moshe says it seems to him that despite the Lavush, that that kind of situation is really considered a suffix and not a suffix machmas chesronidia. So I just want to point out, although almost all the subsequent literature attributes this to the Shach, 
Um, so the the shach attributes it to prior poskim, but it's not obvious to me that prior poskim used this language of and as I say, all the achronim attribute this to the this idea to the shach. Um, and can, right, the shach it has a, an extended discussion elsewhere about in terms of a sveik sveika whether a suffix machmos chesronidia uh, counts as the um, second suffix in a, in a uh, to create a a sveik sveika. Um, the point I want to make is that uh, here I guess I get to to push one of uh, my favorite uh, svarim is that the shach was certainly anticipated by the meiri. Meiri um, deals with this in a strikingly similar case. Um, I don't have any evidence that the Shach saw this Meiri or was referring to it when he said Das Aposkim. But it's regardless, it's striking if the Shach didn't see that Meiri. Uh, so then here the Meiri is uh, anticipating one of um, the great Achronish um, innovations. So the, the the question the Meiri deals with is also, right, this is Meiri on Nida, Dachnun Vavamit Bet, is also a question of, of Aksamim and Nida. And the question there is, um, what happens if you have a stain, but you don't remember whether the uh, whether the stain was there earlier, and you just forgot right you, before you washed the garment, you forgot to check it for stains. So now you don't know whether the stain is a stain is a fresh stain or a prior stain. So the Miri says, well, uh, this is all a very interesting question, halacha. Um, um, but in practice, you should be able to test it. Um, because a stain doesn't look the same after it's been washed um, as uh, as not. Right? It says that if um, what he what he calls is right if it's magdir or maglid, which I'll, I'll leave those terms for you. But if it's im magdir, then it's biadua shalachar kibus im maglid biadua shalishnei kibus. Um, okay, and the end of this he says. Um, it says really that you should be making in that case because at the end of the day, if you can't tell, that's um, that's If you don't know how to distinguish between a pre pre wash and post wash stain, um, so you're back to your suffix. Um, the suffix of aksam and suffix baksam are, are are only a certain so it's a suffix drabanon and lakula. But tolan lagil she suffix But then he says ela shiksas mifarshim kasfu. But some commentators wrote. Since it's possible, since it's possible to know the objective truth, so then if you are not capable of determining that, then you have to take that suffix into account even under Rabbanon, because this is not a doubt about Rabbanon, this is just an um, this is just a doubt that exists only in your mind. It's a subjective doubt, not an objective doubt. And if you are not an expert, then you should go to somebody to an expert and learn. Uh, right? It says therefore, if the garment was lost, so then we go back to a regular Safi Rabbanan because nobody right nobody could find the garment, so it's a regular Safi Rabbanan. But if there exists somebody in the world with the expertise, and he now he doesn't necessarily go as far 
as Erev Moshe seems to understand the Shach, that if there's one person in the world, but if there are experts in the world, uh, right? maybe again his standard is Amir HaMatsui, uh, but just maybe just enough accessible experts in the world that it's plausible to tell you that you should go learn. Uh, then in that case, Miri says, so then it's no longer a suffix. It's no longer a suffix um, at all. Uh, it's not an object. It's not a suffix in the situation. It's just a lack of knowledge on your part. So that seems to me to fully anticipate uh, the Shach's logic, and even uses the language um, of Machmas Chesron idea of Hakara. Um, now he says again that this is, he doesn't say it as his original idea, he says, Ela shiksas mifurshim kasvu. Uh, the language, the language of, um, Savik Machmas Chesron idea, of, not Savik Machmas, not that phrase per se, but that kind of logic using the phrase Chesron idea does seem to show up, uh, very, very rarely. But I don't know that, I don't know who the Shach is quoting, I don't know who the Miri is quoting. Uh, so for now, all we can say is that the Miri anticipates the Shach. Uh, in developing this phrase as a rigorous category. Uh, maybe he doesn't define it exactly the same way the Shach is, but um, but he anticipates this idea that to create a... that in order to um, remove the duty of um, investigation, it's not enough for you to be unable to investigate. It has to be that someone else in the same situation as you uh, would be unable to um, to satisfactorily conclude the investigation. Now, I think that's yeah, that Chesron idea is probably Dafka, meaning that um, I don't know what he, whether he, he certainly wouldn't say the same thing if the investigation takes money. Now, that's part of the general rule that extra can be overridden by uh, by a lack of money, but it might also be that that's still considered an objective situation since anyone in the same situation would still need this external characteristic of money as opposed to the internal condition of expertise. And I suspect he would say the same thing if it was just a physical capacity, uh, meaning let's say that the way to test this requires you to uh, to run, a, you know, to run, um, to crank something at a very high speed in order to create, uh, you know, some kind of distillatory effect or something like that. And you are not strong, but somebody else would be strong. So would he say, ah, well, you know what, a suffix machmas chesron koach is the same as the suffix machmas chesron idea, or it would be limited to the intellectual thing because that's because suffix is fundamentally a mental condition. My suspicion is that it would be limited solely to the intellectual category, not to the physical, uh, but I would be glad to hear of any evidence to the contrary. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.